When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's gonna relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. I'm Richard Stearman, and you're listening to Wolves Fancast, the best thing since Sonic the Hedgehog came out on Sega Mega Drive. Hello and welcome uh, to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. Uh, we'll go, which way is it? Is it clockwise? Anticlockwise. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, there we go. For audio version. Yeah, you know what I mean. So Rob Fletcher. Hello. With us. Rai Hoops. Hello. Newbie. On trial, we'll get to in a second. Adam Price. Good evening. Initiation time. In, yeah. <laughs> what song should it be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start on the front And uh, Richard Hobbs. Hello, everyone. As well. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about Hall. Uh, preview the games against Cardiff and QPR, or obviously QPR, Cardiff, the other way around. Um, and we'll get into news in a second. Adam, welcome. Thank you very much. There we go. I'm here because of, well, after listening to Rye Hoops and his... Dulcet tones on here. I've uh, fancied having a go. Want a bit of that action? Ryan's thanked for being here. Although whether you'll be thanking him at the end of the podcast <laughs> is another matter, I suppose. I guess we need some um, standard fancast questions to make sure he's part of this world. Screening. Screening. Yeah. So the only ones I can think <laughs> of at the top of my head to start off with is best hair. Who's got the best hair at Wolves? Best hair at Wolves. Yeah. Choose your answer carefully here, because it could. <laughs> There's a lot, of love, a lot of love in this room. I don't know, I think for uh, for braveness, uh, it's a toss-up between Stephen or Tommy Rowe on, on his current... Okay, on his current yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I'll get that. I'm minded to go, I'm minded to lean to Richard Stearman just just because he's gone all Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead, hasn't he? So, yeah. yeah. I'll go, I'll go with Stearman. We'll, we'll get that, we'll get that, we'll get that. What else do we ask people? I don't know, I think... Any previous convictions? Yeah, that is a good one. Actually. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, how about Siggy? Beyond Sigurd Arson. Beyond Sigurd Arson. Oh, but what, what, what do you think of him? As a in person, what, in what as, sort of context? As a person and a footballer. <laughs> and hair as well, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Well, hair, hair again doesn't compare to Stearman's. As a footballer, I'd, um, I had great hopes for him. Although that quickly, well, no, it diminished slightly over a number of over mm. a number of games and. Uh, no, no, I don't think we'll ever see him again, unfortunately, in the Wolfshire. As a person, I, well, 
I can imagine him being a very, very lovely guy. And that is the correct answer. <laughs> 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 um, we'll get we'll to this in a second, but Siggy, he's, as a, I think he's recovering from back surgery the last time I read yeah. somewhere. Mm-hmm. But he, as a, no squad number. I know we're talking about him a lot, but he's probably gone out, gone now, mm-hmm. isn't he, until he gets fully recovered. It is a shame, though, because I, I, I liked him because it was a little bit different to a lot of forwards that we've had. Um, I remember that goal at home, I think it was against Middlesbrough, oh, a little individual yeah, display. Goal. I say it as if we can forget. <laughs> it was a great goal. He's a good player, but um, yeah, I think he's out, he's out of favour, isn't he? Injured or not, but uh, yeah, he's a good player. I can't really comment on his hair. You can't really see it over the fan cast, but it's not a subject that I'm too well-versed on hair. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate his locks, and I'm sure he, he does come across as a, a Gentile guy, nice Scandinavian guy. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, let's go on to news then. Last week, David was signed a extension, I believe, of his current deal, which um, goes to 2017. Dangerous Dave Edwards. Um, we talked last week about how I think oppositions don't seem to mark him or, you know, he scores a lot of goals. Why isn't he being crowded out as much? Surely he, just, he deserves that new deal. Discuss. De- definitely. Hmm. Um, I kind of thought he might be on his way out after we signed Jed Wallace who judging by his sort of history in terms of being a goal scoring midfielder being a lot younger I thought that would be sort of a bit of a natural progression but you cannot argue with Dave Edwards's record for Wolves I, I know some people don't particularly like his style of play so to speak but you can't deny you know that he gets goals at crucial times and you know that's uh, that's the bottom line of it at the mm. end of the day I think that's the key with, with Dave Edwards the, when you say crucial time because I think the numbers wise um, up until our glorious season in the third division he hadn't got above three or four league goals mm. a season but then he got about six in league one but the key thing there like you say is they're all come at crucial times yeah. he always mm. seems to win us points with his goals like mm. take the Leeds game last season for example mm. the, fourth, the fourth goal in the 4-3 um, he got the goal on the opening day against uh, Norwich so yeah, he always has this habit of popping up just to win us the game or, or George yeah. level. Mm. Um, I guess where he fits at the minute, I guess that's not going to be a position going forward based on mm. the left wing. But yeah, he always just seems to pop up when the ball's cr- crossed into the box and he's there on hand. Hopefully, normally to to put it away. So I think, especially for this level, I'm happy with that with that extension. Mm. I'm happy with him. It's through that corridor of uncertainty, yeah. like, like, like <laughs> yeah. to call it. Do you think um, Kenny Jackett's got to take some praise from David? Because it's the last two years, he's probably the best he's ever been at Wolves. I think if you're looking for improvement over the long term, Edwards has got to be up there with, well... Stearman? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look when Jackett first came in, it looked like he was probably on his way out of the club, wasn't really in his thoughts, and all of a sudden he started playing again and turned out to be one of our better players mm. the season we won the league. And you're looking at uh, that's just that's just down to his attitude as a player on, on and uh, off the pitch. If you look on the pitch, he's always running around, never stops running, always working hard for the team. And I imagine you're very much like that off the pitch as well, which is why he played his way back into Jackets books in the first place. So absolutely deserves a new contract. So I think it's quite interesting how in grief how many seasons he had seven, is it eight? Yeah, but I mean, he had he struggled with a lot of injuries over time, and he's picked up a lot of niggling injuries. But since Jackets came, he's pretty much had a clean run, as far as I can remember. At least yeah. last mm-hmm. season, he was pretty mm-hmm. much always in the team, and I think that consistency is starting to show us. It might it might be sort of that 
he's getting to an age now where he is in his peak years as a footballer and he's you know he's possibly changed a bit of his fitness or lifestyle um, to make sure he can mm. actually complete mm. every game but doing the Ryan gigs exactly mm, yeah. you know taking up yoga <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think you're spot on I think when I was thinking of Edwards you're right particularly at the start of his career he was very much much maligned and um, he had a lot of critics but I used to remember around 70 minutes you was expecting Edwards to come off he was particularly under McCarthy he never lasted 90 minutes through the first four years of his, his career had a lot of injuries so I think once we've seen him fully fit, I think that's the key where we've seen his potential. And the games that we've seen over the last couple of years, particularly on um, against Hall, which we'll come on to shortly, he was one of those players who dictated the pace of the game, closed people down, particularly in the last 10 minutes where, where others weren't. So fu- fully deserved. And everything you hear about him is that he's a solid pro and a good influence mm. on the on the other players as well. It's quite funny how we talk about criticisms, but he was, you know, maybe even th- two or three years ago, the butt of jokes, in a sense. People were really... I'm sure I'm, I'm sure yeah. there's been some point in this show <laughs> where all of us at one point have all said, what is David was still doing here, or mm-hmm. critical. Mm-hmm. But what a, t- what a turnaround that he's now, like people like maybe I offer in a phobia indico, he's first name on the sheet. I think I used to, I used, I was one of those, certainly, they used to criticise him quite a lot. Um, I used to struggle sometimes, think, what does he actually bring to the team other than just work rates and just run around, which most players could do. But then, I mean, also, I think, during the McCarthy years, he was moved about the team a bit. I remember mm. him popping up at right-back sometimes, mm. being their, or being their right-winger. Mm. Well, he's even their left-winger now, but at least, he, he know, you know, kind of where about where it's going to be, you know, in, in behind the strike yeah. at the moment, and... Um, yeah, I used to be one of those one of those people, but now he's he's earned that dangerous tag. Yeah, he's earned it. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll 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 be happy with his extension. Yeah. I'd love it if David Woods has never watched Breaking Bad. I'd love mm. it if he keeps going. Why? Why? Don't get it. <laughs> um, the other bit of news is we believe that um, Carla Keem, I sound like Sky Sports News, I don't know if I'm saying that, we believe. We have seen on Twitter that Carla Keem has been called to the Nigerian squad, probably be a backup goalkeeper. Uh, but good, good for him. I know we'll talk about him in a second and Hull, but he's been great. Again, I think he's another player who's done really well under jacket and really developed, but it's great that he's finally got that. Acknowledgement. Yeah, I mean, we've we've been blessed with with keepers, and as you say, we'll perhaps talk about him individually and and the competition he has currently. But yeah, I think if we look at the last few years, um, he's been consistent. Um, he's a solid keeper. I do think he could probably play at the top level as well. Um, so uh, fantastic. Um, I don't know too much about Nigeria and, and other than um, the well, qualifiers were to do your research. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> But I, be, I believe Little Birdie tells me that one of his keepers, one of the keepers, play uh, in the top flight in France as well. So yeah, we've yeah. got Enyema who's mm. yeah. yeah, So no great, great opportunity, great opportunity uh, for him. So yeah, fantastic for the club as well and for the profile, I guess. So on Sunday lunchtime, in front of the Sky cameras, Wolves drew one all with Hull City. Uh, Jelovic opened the scoring from uh, Hull on the penalty spot after. Horses foul. We'll talk about that again in a bit as well. And Wolves equalised thanks to McGregor mistake, uh, which led to uh, the best hair at the club, James Henry, <laughs> um, heading home for a couple of yards. Say, but Wolves missed so many agonisingly close chances. It could have been a different story. We're going to talk about Martinez and Keane in a sec. But generally, the game, 
Was that two points dropped or a deserved point overall? I think before the game, I would have been happy with a point. Mm. Um, mainly because Hull will probably be a promotion contender mm. at the season. They haven't really lost too many players. I think Brady and Chester mm. have been sold. I won't count Ince because I think he was already at Derby mm. back in the last season. So they're a strong team. And Huddleston, I think, will be a good player, although rumours he might be off. Um, but as the game went on, all those chances, I'm thinking, was it three off the line, two or three off the line? Mm. Had Dicko with his header nearly went in. Edwards had a couple of opportunities. I was thinking, no, we sh- I think we should have won that. I, I really do think we had a chance there to to have two from two, um, which is unfortunate, but at least we haven't lost to a fellow mm. promotional promotion team. Yeah. So that's the, the one plus point to take away from it. Overall, I think we did play well. We, we tired last 10, yeah, 15. Definitely. That was evident. It became yeah. a bit of a hanging on cup tie mm. sort of atmosphere at the yeah. end, wasn't it, where we just couldn't find one of our own players with passes. Um, but no, I think I'm a bit annoyed, but I'm happy not to have lost, really. Too. Yeah. Anyone else? I think it went from being, we should have won that, to thank God we got a point out of that. <laughs> yeah. In the last yeah, 20 yeah, minutes, yeah, you absolutely. just see what's going to happen here. I mean, they hit the post and we were... It was really strange to watch because I watched it on telly and how deep we were in the last 15 or 20 mm. minutes was quite incredible. For a team that's playing at home and had the better of the chances mm. throughout the game, to sit back like that was interesting. I wasn't quite sure what the thinking was behind that, whether the jacket had told them to sit off a bit, you could see they were getting tired or they were just genuinely tired and thought, well, let's try and ride it out for a point. Mm. But I think, like you said, the, the important thing was that we did manage to pick up a point. We'd have dropped... To two two points against a promotion team like that, then that could have been a concern. Yeah, I think it's one of those where at the end of the season, if hopefully we are in playoff places and more than likely Hull will be as well, it means they haven't gone two points ahead of us or three points ahead of us. Um, you know, we've actually kind of kept um, level ground, even if we are two games into the season. It's just one of those where if this happened in March, it'll be a much bigger deal because of how the table would lie there. So I think if you look at it as a single game, we were against a very good team who was, um, said, you know, it's they were filled with very good Premier League quality players. I was going to say, the other thing is, it's odd because the last couple of games I've seen Wolves play, we have started so sluggishly and then we've sort of been able to carry, you know, we've recovered and we've gone through until the 90th minute. Whereas this game, we started like an absolute freight train mm. and then peter out for the last 20. Mm. Um, yeah. I think we dropped two points, in mm. all honesty. I just, I was so surprised how, especially in the first half, how mm. bad Hull were. I was really mm. expecting mm. us to get really knocked back. And for 60 minutes, I just thought, we we sh- we, sh- we can take these. It's, especially after Phoebe's first chance, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think in the context of the game, I mean, particularly as you say, within the first five minutes, we had so many chances, and we were getting through them. We were playing through the middle, and as we mentioned, against very good players. So, but then, then ultimately, as, as you mentioned there, um, the only team for me in the last ten minutes who were going to get a goal was Hull. So mm. we were clinging on in, in the end. Martinez made a couple of saves. Um, they hit the post. But certainly, I mean, I can't remember a game where I've seen Dick Anaphobe miss that many chances. Yeah. Hmm. Um, they're so, so clinical, as, as as we know, and they've been such a part of, of the success over the last couple of years. So you would have expected them to. And I think certainly if we would have got those goals in the first half, 
Um, I think Hall's confidence perhaps came from the fact that they weren't uh, they weren't behind, mm. and I think that's where their confidence grew. Um, and I think we missed an opportunity to. I mean, Henry came off um, after his goal, and I think we probably all saw Ojo itching to get on just prior to that. Um, but I still would have gone with him and brought Henry off, and I would have gone with Lafondra mm. a little bit early mm. because although I would have retained a phobie because he's so clinical and he's by far our best player, arguably, um, it wasn't Dicko's day. And I think there would have been an opportunity there to, to say, well, hasn't gone for you this, this game and bring mm. Lafondra in to offer something different. Mm. And I think when he did come on, although it was late and people were annoyed about that, it probably was just to kill time because it looked yeah. like yeah. at that point we were going to perhaps lose the game. Uh, the big talking point for the game, of course, was Martinez going goal instead of Kimi. I think that shocked everyone. I know last week yeah. in the podcast, people were obviously in disagreement to who was a better keeper, but you kind of just guess that Kimi would still be there. Yeah. But obviously, we don't know much about Martinez, but again, what was everyone's reactions when they saw that team? I was, I was quite surprised. Hmm. When I, I originally thought he was loaned in just to give Akimi a bit of a nudge of mm. competition because I'm not sure how much competition McCary really offers Akimi. Mm. So I thought he was loaned in as um, healthy healthy competition for to Carl, Carl to up his game. Um, so, yeah, I was quite shocked coming I saw the team sheet and thought he was in and I thought, oh, no, this is going to divide opinion between mm. people because um, I don't think his debut against Newport was... Particularly great. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think everyone was. Everyone said, "Yeah, he's definitely starting yeah, on yeah, Saturday yeah. or Sunday, rather." Um, but saying that, I think he did play well. He made a number yeah. of key stops, a number of key saves. Um, so it's just unfortunate for Carl. Really, I think yeah. he's just got to really work at now to try and get back in the team. Mm. But you know how it is with, with goalkeepers; yeah. it, it can be quite hard to to get back in once you're on the bench. It does seem the indication just seem to be, or reading what Wolves had put out about the kind of keeper change after the game that Martin is he's now the new number one. Again, this is this I'm startling from a keeper mm. who last two seasons has really come on leaps and bounds. We're talking like Rice before. We're talking about someone who's probably one of the best keepers or in our eyes outside the, the Premier League mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden he's now number two it's, it's remarkable it was a, it's a strange one I mean I could imagine I mean I know Akemi had the mistake in the first game but I mean it's one mistake yeah. I mean I know it led to a goal but I'm sure McGregor won't get dropped by mm. Hole in their next game mm. and I could understand maybe if Martinez had had an absolute stormer against Newport mm. maybe pulled out some top class saves and thought well okay let's try him in the league but like you said he wasn't exactly setting the world alight to be fair, what I will mention about Martinez is I thought his distribution was actually quite good. Mm. Akemi does have a tendency sometimes to rush his distribution a little bit and he'll try and boot it too long too quickly and it's sometimes mm. get out of play and it's it's not always on point. But it's one of his kicking. It was watch it on the telly, you can see mm. it a lot clearer, clearing the halfway line by some distance. Mm. And with the pace of our strikers, maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe we can catch teams on the break, mm. get behind the defence. You know, obviously, any day of the week, Afobi and Dick are going to be quicker than Dawson and Davis. Mm. He had that save. Was it in the first half to Akpom when he came out? He came out and completely yeah. got the ball off him. I thought, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah. Seems to be really quick off his line. Yeah. I think. Mm. I mean, that might be sort of that extra high level of training, or you know, being at Arsenal and like as we noticed with Afobi and. You know, a couple of Arsenal graduates they know how to play football. Um, you know, even the simplest, simplest of things like. 
you know, him controlling your back pass or something on those lines, as Rob mentioned with his kicking, it's it's all that extra probably little bit of an improvement. And at the end of the day, we're a championship club. No player really is irreplaceable, apart from possibly a phobie. We can always find someone the next step up in this mm-hmm. level. Um, you know, I like Akimi. I think he is probably one of the best goalkeepers outside the Premier League. But there's no reason to say that we can't go better, mm-hmm. which would be a shame mm-hmm. because he is a homegrown lad and everything. But. I think that's the thing, and I, I yeah, it's, I, I could only echo that. And I think there's, there's a good point made about distribution as well. So it's probably not always what we see, but it might be in the plan of Jacket the way he wants mm-hmm. to play, the way he wants to uh, start counter attacks at Mato- uh, Martinez, maybe for that reason. But then I. I know when uh, Wenger came out and said, well, Martinez is going to save a lot of points for Wolves. And I thought, well, Hakeem, he's been doing that for a good few years now and doing it very well, actually. Um, so I was disappointed for him, but I can see the logic. But also what I would say is um, when I look at Jack and some of the decisions he's made, he, he he's not afraid to make those big calls. No, you yes, know, we, mm-hmm. I, I remember when uh, his first signing with Sam Ricketts came into the side, captain, leader, when things weren't going too well, he got replaced, he got moved on. You know, he, he will bring players out if he doesn't feel they're doing it, and he won't be too faithful to those players that we may have seen from other managers. So um, I think we've got to back him. Personal number fan of Akimi, but yeah, I think Martinez did have a good game, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure Jack is going to make the right call on that one. Let's talk about the uh, the chances. Firstly, Fovies <laughs> after 30 seconds, I couldn't believe it. Um, at first, I thought. Perhaps a bit unlucky, hits a keeper, slows down. Now I think back and I've seen it back, and I'm a bit like, I wonder whether he could have done a lot better with that. He seems to over... I don't know whether the ball's too fast for him and he overstretches for it. But I think if that had happened 10 minutes later into the game, he might have scored. Yeah. He just, I think he might have been so shocked himself that he was in this position, yeah. not really into the game. I know yeah. Not really I know what you mean speech, though. But yeah. If that had been a bit further into the game, might have been a bit sharper. They had a couple of chances before then and slotted that one away. Mm. I think it was unlucky, and I think the commentator on Sky was uh, was raving about Curtis Davis tracking back and sliding in and sliding it off the line. It's in lesser experienced defenders wouldn't have done that. I thought he'd been a bit over the top about that, but um, <laughs> yeah. but um, it was unlucky. I thought. Yeah. You know, he, he probably should have done better, but like I said, he fell into the game. I was going to say, I think if it was 10 minutes into the game, I think he would have tried to round the goalkeeper, because mm. when I kind of saw it back, and the position he was almost coming in from, I thought, when he just tries to dribble it round the goalkeeper and draw him out, that almost seems like a bit more of a phobie style, rather than... Because the keeper, the keeper did come out, and he did, I think... He came out very quickly, did, He did very yeah, well yeah. to actually get something on it and try and smother it. And if he hadn't have got that touch, it probably would have um, escaped Davis on the line. So it's just so annoying, isn't yeah. it? Because it's like it is the finest of margins, isn't it? It's a gift. Um, and then next, he Dicko thirty seconds later, mm. which I I don't know what anyone else is, but I thought that perhaps out of all the chances, it was probably the hardest one to the ball, finished up the way the ball came in, the body. And I know the commentator again, as guy said. Strikers should be bearing those. And I was mm. like, well... Not really. Not really. The angle no. that he's at, it's a bit of a difficult angle. Would mm. anybody else think of that chance from Dico? Just... Yeah, I mean... So we, 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 <laughs> Why did he go in? Yeah. 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 I'm currently trying not to thump my head off the table here. Like, um, <laughs> We've seen so many, but I think ultimately we can't be too concerned because they've got such a good track record and chances per ratio and goals... I think it's just 
very cliche, but it was mm. just a bad day at the office of the Strikers. Yeah. We're going to go more deeper into these, though, Roy. We're going <laughs> to carry on. I was going to say, let's just get through them all. Okay. David, yeah. David, was just this. that was yeah. agonising because again, that's mm. a classic David was tapping. Mm. So I was because mm. I was that was at the opposite end of the stadium for me. I I didn't know how close he was until I saw that back, and when I did, it was almost like a head in hands moment, thinking. Oh, that was, yeah, just almost Gaza esque, wasn't it? It was so close, yeah. sliding in, and then didn't quite make it. And then it was just, well, at this point, they were it was just stacking up, and there yeah. were chances we were having. And you, when you, when it gets to this point in the game, you kind of think, okay, we're, there's going to be a sting in the tail in a minute. Yeah. We're, we're we're missing all these, and it's Wolves. What normally mm. happens is a sucker punch, doesn't it? Mm. Which happened? <laughs> Obviously, what happened. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about the penalty second, but um, then Dico's chance. Which again was yeah. unlucky. I think it would have been offside. I don't know if anyone yeah. else noticed that on the replays who were at home. I was too busy screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like when I, when I saw back on the replays, it looked like to me that where his body, when he kept, when the ball was delivered, he would have actually just been offside. Which I'm just trying to tell myself to make myself feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works for you. Um, but I think Roy's right. You know, nine times out of ten, they're going to finish him, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think. Any other day, it, it's not like they're bad strikers, is it? It's not like you know, it's Jake Cassidy having them. Sorry, Jake, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> dear Wolves fan cast, I'd like to complain about <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Cassidy, <laughs> average top six. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, you know, it, it, you know yeah. another day. What's the phobia now on 14 and 23 after that game? Mm. He misses, He has one game without a goal. Mm. You look at both of them and they're so confident. They're not going to be too torn up. Yeah, um, yeah. They, they will see. It's annoying, but we've got QPR on Wednesday. I can get my 15th goal for Wolves then. I mean, I was, I was just thinking there, there's that um, phrase which managers come out with, and sometimes it's de- to defend poor strikers when they say, well, at least they're in the position to miss the chances. <laughs> <laughs> but, which is so frustrating because, you know, that can be attributed to many yeah. poor strikers. But these, you would genuinely please that the chances are being carved out for them. I know this, the, the, it's a discussion that was had previously about the formation, and perhaps being negative and being narrow, but you can't accuse that of being the case on Sunday because... The number of chances that are created, if it was a case of a phobia and Dicko at times creating their own chances coming deep, but the ball going through the middle as opposed to going mm. out wide, and the, the, the defenders would didn't know, as, as we've mentioned, who to pick up. So the positive is, is for me is that a number of chances are created, and um, yeah, so and it, and it was just a case, I think, as you say, that on another day we could have got uh, more. It was interesting how the formation did pan out for us because there yeah. seemed to be players that were springing up all over the mm. place. There wasn't mm. enough, like say, phobia was coming very deep at some times. And on the, the wing, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it we were just getting sort of more used to a system now? Yeah. It, yeah. That is, so they looked shaky when I saw them against Villa and uh, Newport as well. And mm. By the sounds of it, Blackburn, Blackburn wasn't you know that great performance in that respect and they might just be still getting used to actually playing a bit lopsided so to speak but so early in the season what I took from that game was I was so impressed with the possession the movement mm-hmm. opening mm-hmm. hull up I wouldn't have thought with this new formation so early in they but everything that's why I'm more frustrated we didn't win because I thought it was a performance that commanded and deserved a a win you look at the other chance like a phobia had that one from the corner when the fake, the, the shot, yeah, and he, yeah, he had yeah, the shot, yeah. and that, and, 
anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go to it. Let's talk about the uh, horse penalty uh, from the corner horse. Um, horse every weekend. Is, uh, we're trying to get out there. Well, that doesn't seem to sound right. Um, I don't think weekend. it will. I don't think it will be if he keeps at this point, to be yeah. honest. Um, what penalty? Was it a penalty? Yes. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It was. It, you, the, you can call it soft, but it was a penalty. And it was clumsy and... I guess the only frustrating part is we see it so many times in the box and it's not always picked mm, out, mm. but perhaps there's there's the um, it's heightened, I guess, for perhaps referees to look at mm. that this season. So, yeah, we can't really have too much complaints. He's the wrong side of him, um, and it doesn't help that it's not actually that much of a crowded penalty box and the referee's mm. got a very clear view. Yeah. Mm. And if, if you know, it was going to the near post and it was a bit more crowded and he kind of gives him a subtle nudge in the back. Wasn't a tussle, was he, he might yeah. He might have gotten away with it, but the fact that he's the wrong side of him. Jelovic is a very experienced striker. Hawes is a fairly inexperienced defender. Mm. He's got the wrong side of him. He's tried to kind of ease him off, but... Mm. He'll learn from it, though. I think that's the thing. But I sense a negative tone in general, Rich, about Hawes. He was, <sighs> he, not happy with the performance... No, he did. He did well. He did well after. Um, he didn't have a bad game. I think he probably needs um, possibly a loan spell in League One, where he's going to get almost a season under his belt at that level, almost the same as um, Bart did um, a couple of years ago, and actually get some first team football under his belt, so he can make mistakes. To be honest, it's not, you know, if he needs to almost get them out of his system. Um, I don't know. It, I think he's got a very good future ahead of him. Hmm. Um, and I think he's actually got a very good one at Wolves as well. I'm just not sure about... I think he's still got another 6 to 18 months of development before he can actually really be an established first-team player. Uh, second half, then. The goal finally came. <laughs> McGregor. Well, what is it about keepers? Opposition uh, keepers at Molyneux seem to yeah. do terrible. Um, seems like Henry, easy goal, but... It looked like, as the, if you think about it, as the game was going on, this chance wasn't going to come to all, despite all that. It was going to be one of those days, and luckily, there was a tiny bit. There was a point in part of me that thought when Henry was like a yard out, something's going to happen here. <laughs> Dave is going to kick it away. He's going to miss still it. Away from yeah. This. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, there was nothing really to say about the goals. It was a look and the one thing I'd say it was a really poor ball in. Yeah, it was just straight mm. to the keeper. Yeah, yeah, you feel. You'll overlook him and say, oh, it's a goalkeeping error. But there's no player anywhere near the goalkeeper, so I'm not sure who he's aiming it to. Um, you know, it's not something that he's probably going to get too lambasted for. But. Mm. It was good, though, because McGregor McGregor was doing was taking the time-wasting tactic from a very early stage <laughs> yeah. in the game, where yeah. if the ball went out to the left side of the goal, it took the goalkeeper from the right side of the goal, and the, 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 the fans were getting slow, and it's only more wound up, so... It was a very, very nice moment when um, when he happened to drop yeah. that one for us very, very nicely. Nice bit of karma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, any particular performances people were happy with on Sunday? Connor Cody for me. Mm. Yeah. Really, yeah. really yeah. stood out. The new um, McDonald, perhaps. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we need to talk about Kevin. Um, I, Kevin, yeah. <laughs> I I thought he was awful, McDonald. I must admit. Really? I, yeah. No, I did. I. We were having a chat about it, and I said, well, people used to call Carl Henry the crab. Well, for me, McDonald was a slug because he was so slow. He, he, he was overcomplicated things. I know he's got a natural poise about his play, but I thought some of his balls were too intricate and too acute. 
And for me, I I just thought he was awful. I thought it was the worst game I've seen him in play. Um, it would be very easy to say he's got this in the background with the contract situation. But I know he's a different type of player to Cody and, and Edwards. So that granted, but I thought he was awful. So I think Cody, man of the match, and probably um, a phobie, but I thought McDonald's dreadful. I'm still not sure McDonald's really properly proven himself at championship level yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, League One, obviously, was, was clearly a standout. Yeah. And I think last year... Well, he started badly it's, last year, actually. It took, him until, yeah, yeah. it took him until probably, the, I don't know, the, at least the second half of the season to really start playing well for us. Probably the final third of the season as well, until he really started turning up. Well, he started linking it well with the phobia yeah. for all the goals mm-hmm. that the phobia got. But um, I agree with, with, with Roy. I thought wasn't really getting in the game very much. But then again, Cody next to him having such a good game. Mm. Really, really. So that sort of happened last season with Evans, though. Um, when Evans was doing well around Octoberish time, and mm. McDonald wasn't really anywhere in the games, and mm. it might be one of those where he's almost struggling to play his game alongside Cody, who is being having such a big impact. Um, you know, that, but then again, he shouldn't be. You know, he should be concentrating on his own game, not. Oh, someone else is doing well next to me. He should be trying to work out how mm. can I mold my game around him, not mm-hmm. getting having to have Jack mm. Price next to him all the time. Uh, we talked mm. about Edwards before, but I thought Edwards again had a good game. He was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, lucky not to score that goal uh, goal earlier, but did well. Uh, Iorfa for me, I yeah. thought was the standout. I just, mm. I, I, I don't think I've seen a game. I know that people talk about Middlesbrough away last season mm. didn't do as well, but I don't think I've seen a game in person or on telly yet with him where I thought. You're not doing well, mate. He just seems to be consistent. Was he 19? Is he consistent yeah. all the time? I don't think the other teams realise how good he is. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it sounds silly, but um, I remember about 18 months ago we were talking about Sam Ricketts and how how much time he had on the ball and why teams weren't closing him down. Mm. It's sort of the same situation. They don't realise how good he is. Mm. I mean, they look at a left back who's big and tall like that, and they think, well, he's not going to be very pacey. He's not going to be very skillful. But he's got the complete package. Yeah, there was some random stat came oh, out last good. week. I'm, yeah, I'm just finding out. I think he got beat last season. He got dribble past once. In he's got twenty the, games. He's got the best yeah. dribbler in the league. Yeah, he's and got the most three for tackles as well. Yeah, he's got. But he made sort of the most tackles per game. He made. Yeah, I've got it. So um, in the championship, he made fourth most amount of tackles per game. Um, he made the most successful um, dribbles. I should. I assume from a defender, and um, the least amount of players dribbling past him. He had 0.05 dribbles <laughs> past him per game. It's a good ratio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Said he, he made about. I think in about twenty, in 20 games he played last season, he got a dribble past once. Which, well, as a fullback, you can't. That's... Would that be on football manager as stopper? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he carries on, he's yeah. not going to be here, is he? Even the he'll be mate, in the Premier League with or without us, won't he? Really? Even with a newly promoted team, it didn't start next season. I think it was just... uh, John and Stu last season had a bet to see who would end up playing European football first out of Iorfa and Afobi. Um We shall see. I'm a bit scared because whenever he plays on Sky now, and I, I can't caught some of the stuff on BBC. Five Live who were covering and saying I offer having a great game for the Ching Pals like don't say it out loud he's awesome shut up um, I thought a phobia did well as again as well in that de- I know it's unusual in that deep role but it seems to work Good. Mm. yeah I know yeah it, sorry no it, it, it does work I think it Initially, when you hear that Fobi is going to be dropping back, you think, well, you might be losing something out of him being up top and perhaps he'll come out of the game. But he's such a good footballer. 
you know, technically so good. And the way he brings the defenders out and, and it allows then someone like Edwards to, to play off him or Dicko or the number of players. But he's, 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 he's a top player and he's, he's another one that we need to um, to progress or he'll progress without us. Um, and we're on the edge of the, the transfer window now. There's been rumours about Villa and West Ham that I saw today. I hope there's nothing in that mm. and I hope he stays with us because he's, he's such, a, such a top player. I was going to talk about that in the sense of Villafobia, obviously West Ham and Villa linked. Surely, I don't it's see not going to happen. No, I don't really see him going this window. No. no not Nor so. do I see him going in January. I, I, I really think he, he's got this one season with us. If we mm. don't make it, then we're in trouble. Yeah. I really think then we're in trouble. The only, the only question will be then is how much we're going to get for him. I mean, the ball is massively in Wolves' court in this. He's, uh, every player's got his price. Really, and Wolves will have a price for him regardless. Mm. He's English, which is always going to rank up the price. He's a striker that's already proven it with how many goals he's scored this season. Perhaps teams might not be so willing because he needs a full season to show his goals. Um, he's been obviously produced by Arsenal's academy, which is always going to be a good stead. And he's got three years left on his contract. Mm. And, uh, Wolves, I, might, I don't know whether this is, I'm overinflating it here, but I think Wolves could get at least... Eight million for him. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking in my head. Because you don't want to have too much, because then it's ridiculous. But because of his experience, but with this contract and the other factors, like I've just said, eight million surely is a viable amount. And would, if someone, yeah. if, if a t- team came in and said eight million, would you take it? No, I think we could get marginally a bit more for that. Really, I, I really think that. I mean, I'm using previous Championship strikers as a yardstick yeah. here. And you may say like McCormack might be an anomaly because yeah. that was ridiculously big for what for for his goal scoring records. But I don't know, like you say for all the things you mentioned just about young English, he just is free scoring. Mm. Uh, people play pay silly money for for strikers nowadays. Jordan Rhodes is quoted anywhere between what ten, twelve, fourteen yeah. million. But so, he went for eight, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah he did go for eight. So that place. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that if the the horrible day comes that we do sell him that I'm I'm looking for probably ten. Mm. Um but we'll see what see if Jez can work his magic when it comes to negotiating. But it's not gonna happen. Yeah. It's yeah. not gonna happen. It's not there. and just to finish off Hall then, as I said, we got a point. We didn't lose. But we probably oh, I don't know, I think we should Oh those chances. <laughs> really annoying me. Uh, so on Wednesday, uh, Wolves are at home to Queen's Park Rangers, another relegated team. We seem to have this similar run last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, start. Yeah. Uh, QPR so far in the league, of course, haven't won a game yet, which is always set up for their tie against, against Wolves. Uh, lost to Charlton away in the first game of the season. Uh, on Saturday, they drew at home to all with Cardiff, who will be our opponents on uh, this weekend. The interesting point to start off with this one is Charlie, Charlie Austin. Uh, obviously still at the club. Fifteen million pound price tag. Apparently today they've revealed they've had two firm bids for him. Obviously not revealing anything. He'll probably still be there Wednesday. I would have thought. Mm. But whether he plays, yeah. that'll be the interesting <laughs> one. If if he normally goes to tap with all things Wolves, what he'll do is he'll move two days after he's played us after he scored twice against yeah. us. Yeah. That's, that's the normal uh, script book that gets followed, isn't it? Um, but I say QPR have still probably got a lot of the players. They I know they've got some of the driftwood. At the end of last season, but basically they've got the same team as last season, and um, people like Matty Phillips as well up front, which can be a, a threat. What do we think of QPR? Um, are they a promotion contender this season? I think they are. I think they're a strange side because 
you can kind of, they haven't lost a lot of, of players, but um, and they've kept a nucleus of, of a good side there. I think some of the higher earners have gone, Barton and, and Phillips and uh, Sean Wright, sorry. Um, so I think they'll be a good yardstick, but you don't know. I mean, with ourselves as well, when we came down from the, the Premiership and then, you know, we, we then went down again. QPR could have an absolutely strange year and it could, they could all go kaput, but at this stage, with the players that they've got, um, I think it'll be another good test for us. Mm. Um, whoever they have up front, I think um, it'll be a, it'll be a tough game. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, on paper they've got a very strong squad, um, including Carl Henry. Um, mm. Just going to mention in a second. Mm. Yeah, mm. Um, it'll, be his, it'll be his first game. Won't it'll be the first game against us. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what reaction he gets. Actually, if he's, st- um, I think he started at least one of the games. Mm. Um, I'll be interested to see what sort of reaction he gets. I think he should get. I think a nice reaction. Yeah, I think he did enough. He, he was captain mm. for, you know, yeah. a good amount of time. I think it might be maybe subduedly nice. I don't know. A smattering of applause. Yeah, a polite, a polite, a polite round. Yes, sir. There you go. Like I don't think he deserves like a hero's welcome, like yeah. a Robbie Robbie Keane level. But he doesn't. I don't think he deserves like booze, which is probably why I think he might yeah, get off some sections of the, the whole crowd. South Bank with cards or a mural to cards. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> El Capitan. Oh. <laughs> um, but it'll be, I'd like, I think you said about the squad though, like with Hull, you look at their yeah, squad on paper, fantastic. And then they were, and you usually find that sometimes the the relegated teams do struggle, don't they? Coming down, mm. yeah. So I think, uh, I think get the relegated yeah. ones. I think QPR will. I've, something something about them says that they they will struggle to adapt yeah. again back mm. in this league, and their defence can be a bit suspect. Well, they've got Clint Hill, who's mm. not exactly spring chicken, and they've got Koncheski now. Paul Koncheski yeah. alone yeah. from Leicester. It's, it's all set up for Charlie Austin to score, isn't it? Though, mm. obviously set up for him to score. Um, and because it's so close to Wednesday, there's not much really else for us to say apart from predictions, of course. Um, because this will hopefully go out before Wednesday. It should do, otherwise I'm not doing my job. <laughs> Rich, to start with your predictions for Wednesday. What's your, oh. what's your gut telling you right now in this moment? To all. To all. Adam, you know, for. I think we'll have. First fan cast. I was going to say. So pressure so it's got to be good, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not right, I'm not coming back. Is that, is that... <laughs> That's in the contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we'll get a 2 1 win. 2 1 okay. win. Right. Um, yeah, let's be positive. I say one, a 1 0 win. Why not? Um, and let's go with. Let's go with a phobie. It's an obvious choice, but. Classic yeah. a phobie goal. <laughs> Rob. It's concentrating really hard now. <laughs> I feel bad. I think we're going to lose. I've got a horrible... You can be, no, no, no yeah. be honest. Yeah. I think we might just lose 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. And then we'll pick it up again. And then we'll go on a good run. Good. And then we'll win the Champions League. Good. Good Good. Good to make it. You cover yourself just in case. Hyper positivity out of the box. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, right, final part, and it's to preview this weekend's game against Cardiff. Uh, because of all this fixture congestion, we're probably not going to be able to get a podcast out after QPR. Um, so that's why we're covering Cardiff. Now, unless something monumental happens, like, I don't know, Wars win 10 0 and uh, something like that. We'll, then, but... we'll call an emergency fancast. Yeah. <laughs> what's that, what's that? We, Dave's actually got a really big horn that yeah. sits outside Fancast HQ. In the bunker. And just. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Anchorman. Yeah. yeah. Assemble. Fancast, assemble! Oh, hi Dave. We were here the whole time you were. Oh, okay. Um, so, Wolves are away to Cardiff uh, on this Saturday. 5.15 kickoff on the telly again. 
so all the all lazy away players can sit comfortably <laughs> and watch it at home. At Cardiff start um, as well. Haven't won a game yet so far, so it's all set <laughs> up. Uh, Fulham at home, one all draw, and they drew to QPR, obviously, as we just mentioned, away to all. Uh, Russell Slade in charge. What do we think? If, oh, obviously, Lafondra won't be able to play either. Oh, yeah. He's on loan, so yeah. this might be a chance for Bucky O'Hare to step up to the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardiff, what are we thinking, generally? Uh, I think they're... At the moment, I think they're sort of just mid-table mm. at the moment in terms of sort of... Their, I mean, Russell Slade's done a good job since he's came in. He's very much stabilised them, I think, you know, obviously with the whole Vincent Tam thing before they got promoted to the um, Premier League and when they came down, it was still a bit up in the air. But he seems to have really kind of settled the club down nicely, whether they can push on at all. I mean, they've got a, they've got a fairly strong squad, mm. but I don't see them... Tearing up trees this season. Mm. Well, that's. I mean, you, you say a team like Cardiff, you think automatically, oh, they're going to be good because they've been in the Premier yeah. League the last couple yeah. of seasons and they've always been in and around the playoffs. But yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be too much of a threat this season. To be honest, like you said, mid table is probably a, a good prediction. Yeah. Actually, they certainly won't be bothering us, will they? I don't think at the, the top. I say us as if we're, we're naturally going to be there. Optimistic, I think mean, the standout player, I think, probably you would still class as Peter Whittingham, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, a, he's had a purple patch in this league over the last mm-hmm. few years, mm-hmm. to the point where I'm surprised no one's really taken another punt mm-hmm. on him in the yeah, Premier League. But um, I've got Kenwin Jones, they've yeah. got the, the set-piece threats. We've got Amiobi as well, who they... We don't know whether they pinched him off or something. Mm. We don't know no. that. And Noon as well, is it Noon? Or no yeah, one? Craig, yeah. yeah, they've got Craig Noon. They've got Goodison as well, who's um, someone who's yeah. been rumoured with us awesome yeah. yeah Joe Mason as well yeah, Joe Mason. yeah. Um, they've also got former Manchester United legend Makeda as well <laughs> yeah. still on the books there he's got that, you know, that goal there that one thought he's gonna... goal <laughs> um, they've got a defender who sounds like an 18th century hairdresser Barnum Bob Barnum Bob I expect him turning the bowler hat waistcoat little pocket watch <laughs> good day to you sir <laughs> he should be a cut above the rest then yeah, 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 there we go yeah, yeah. nice little fun there um, but yeah, you don't God... get many Barnums do you I like the more unusual <laughs> names in Barnum's really I'm not going to see a few more Barnum's yeah but yeah there's not because it's so early on the week there's not much to really say Cardiff in regards yeah. to predictions, because other, other things could come out whilst we hmm. talk about it. We don't know how QPR is obviously going to go whilst we're here now, unless we play FIFA, of course, and we can decide That's true. for ourselves. But I guess it's weird, isn't it? Because it's so early on in the season, you can't go, well, if we don't get a result against QPR, we've got to get a result against hmm. Cardiff, because hmm. it doesn't really matter that much at this stage of the season. It's- it's difficult. It's difficult, as you say, to put sort of a, a barometer to say this is where we're at in comparison to other sides mm. because it is so early. But I think really, if you're looking at four points for over mm. the next two yeah. games, I think we'd be happy yeah. with that. Um, An away game, typically. I mean, Cardiff isn't the most difficult place to go to. Famous last words, as as, <laughs> as, as it was as it was in the previous stadium. Well, yeah. yeah. There's not really that intimidation there that, that that there was at the old ground, and we have got a decent record there as well. So we won there last season, didn't we? One yeah. with Sacco. Yeah. Oh, Sacco! Have a look at Sacco. Where are you now? Who <laughs> were uh, evidently missed a penalty yeah. today from the 21s. Tried his cheeky little down the middle chip, 
Went over the bar. <laughs> Standard. So, uh, oh, gotta love the little rogue. <laughs> <laughs> little little scum. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just stick to our Benicophobia penalties at Nettle in the bottom corner, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Guts at the moment. Cardiff, I know it's so early on. We'll start with Rob this time. Um, what are you thinking of Cardiff on the telly? I'm going to pause oh, it's on the telly, isn't on it? On the That's telly. All hit the fan. Uh, one apiece. One apiece. Rye? I think... 2-0 win. I, I think we, we've got a good chance against Cardiff. 2-0 win. Yeah, the TV is an important factor because our form's not great on the TV, is it? I don't know. I look at the squads and I think that I'm, I just think that we're better than them in, in pretty much yeah. all areas. So I'm going to go for a sneaky 1-0 win. 1-0. I'm also going to go for a 1-0 win. I can't see us Ooh. getting lots of goals, but I can't really see it. I don't think we'll lose. I'm going to go for 2-1 Cardiff. Oh. That's my feeling at the minute. You're free to try and change my opinion in the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's my feeling at the minute. And that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Upper Creative. If you're looking for a new website to be built or web solution, check them out at uppercreative.com. Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Facebook, Walls Football Fancast Show. Like and the website for blogs and opinion pieces, wallsfancast.com. And at the moment, we'll be back next week to review Cardiff and Barnet with Barnet in oh, the cup oh, gosh, at home I love this part of the season where it's just a game there's like games yeah. every week yeah. every sort mm. of uh, next Tuesday the 24th yeah something yeah. you know yeah. one, of, one of those days we've got Barnet at home in the second round of the uh, um, Captain One Cup another classic probably Wolves are going to struggle perhaps losing Pens extra time might just win, win it penalties. yeah, yeah. yeah. one of those yeah. we don't know but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Cardiff and Barnet as well uh, next week Adam well done you made it through thank you I'm made it through relatively unscathed I think good yeah. good um, so for this week it's bye from Rich goodbye bye from Adam goodbye bye from Roy goodbye bye from Rob goodbye and it's bye from me we'll see you next time good Are you ready to rock? Dave's Killer Bread is the country's number one organic bread for a reason. Always delivering killer taste, killer texture, and killer nutrition. This isn't bread. This is bread amplified.